Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Okay, tell me how your week went, Sarah, because we haven't really talked about our Thanksgivings yet. (laughs) It was uh, pretty fucking horrendous. The result of my... (laughs) Why? No. Oh, well, I did say family drama. Oh, you did. And there was enough to go around. So I have signed myself up for therapy as a result of my Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, so it was bad. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. So actually, I have my... uh, first session today we'll see how it goes oh well you know what that is exciting actually it sounds like you went through a hellish time but you've made a really good you've made a really good first step for yourself i think that's amazing good for you thank you i hope you have a good appointment thank you well i will fill you in after how was your thanksgiving well i mean I have not signed up for therapy, but I probably should. Oh, it- <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> it's also not great. Okay, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, but I busted my butt making this meal pretty much by myself. Jeez. Over the course of two days, like, I do the thing where you start off doing whatever you can the day before. Like, I made the sweet potato casserole and... I made a pumpkin pie from scratch and then Oh my gosh. The next day I like made the whole dinner myself and afterwards um my dear old dad was doing the dishes and he turns to me and he says, "You know, I just I don't think we should do this anymore to this degree, Narelle, because it's too much work for me to do the dishes." <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I almost lost my mind. (laughs) He's about as tone deaf as Mary Cosby, baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like limping up the stairs with my homemade pumpkin pie. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Are you joking? I would have thrown him in the oven and served him as my fucking turkey. Yeah, probably would have been better. Probably would have been better. (laughs) So I'm thinking like come Christmas, I'm just going to order Chinese. Like, fuck this. Why am I working so hard? Yeah, no. Sounds like we both had really great Thanksgivings. <laughs> it was just all family joy and bliss. And yeah. yeah, therapy. Therapy will be good. I I need tools on how not to uh, react to assholery. Okay. You should probably give me your therapist's phone number because I could probably use some help <laughs> myself. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yes. You can vet. Like, I need to know, has anyone else had this experience? They have a family dinner and then they are so disturbed. They sign up for therapy after. (laughs) So traumatized by it. It, uh... That's probably, you know what? 
no joke, I'm sure that therapists see a big jump in their numbers following holidays. I believe it. I genuinely believe it. Anyway, Narelle, do you want to delve into Salt Lake City? Yeah. I'm so excited. On that note, let's let's get into some other forms of crazy. Crazy. Oh, okay. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Season 4, Episode 6, Apres Rumor. You mean Rumor Apres. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> yeah. That was a Southern Charm joke. You have to go over to our Southern Charm episode to get it, though. Yes, indeed. We start where we last finished. Angie confronting Meredith about the rumor. It sounds like you are out spreading rumors about my marriage and my husband, Meredith. Meredith says she wasn't talking about her husband, even though she says she has told people she has heard rumors about her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Angie says Meredith is the one who attacks everyone else's marriages, yet you are the only one spreading your legs outside of their marriage, Meredith. (laughs) Lisa Barlow in this moment. I loved her right now. So Meredith walks away from Angie. She walks back over to where Lisa and Mary are sitting. And Lisa has no idea what has just happened. And she said, I love that we all got together. I love it. With like the fakest (laughs) smile. In the meantime, Meredith is seething, literally. Oh, it was just so fucking perfect. Isn't it great how we're all together? (laughs) Meanwhile, fucking Meredith just gliding around in her cape. I don't know why, but it made the whole scene so surreal for me. Oh, yes. The cape. The cape. Good for Angie for following Meredith and not letting her run away from the mess that she created, though. I applaud her for that. She confronted her in front of the others, and she brings up how she attacked Lisa last season. But Meredith, of course, gets up and just glides away in her cape again. Monica repeats the rumor to the group, fills them in, and Lisa is horrified. I don't know if I believe her. By this news, she denies ever hearing it. Although we find out that, you know, these rumors have been going around for years, and Salt Lake City is a very gossipy place to live, so I think she's lying. Mary tries to be funny, I guess, or quirky, by asking where the food is at. And this is after she has shamed Monica for eating her life away in the last episode. Oh, Mary, 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 Mary. Is she trying extra hard to be funny or quirky? Because this was so abrupt in the middle of this heated argument, this heated discussion. And honestly, I found it really fucking annoying on Mary's part. It was trying too hard for me. There was a crepe station, Mary. Don't ask Lisa if there was food there, okay? Where's the food? Where's the food? Yeah, you ridiculed Monica for eating food in front of you. So, you know what? Maybe McDonald's is the only thing Mary is keen on. No, 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 no. That was just a one-time thing, Sarah. Mary is vegan now, according to her little stint on Watch What Happens Live. Pardon me? She is? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For the love of God. Okay. 
she was brought a fucking filet of fish on Watch What Happens Live, and she turned her nose up at it, and she said, no, that was a one-time thing. I'm really enjoying vegan food now. Oh my god, Mary. I can't with you. Mary, no. I can't. You're, you, she really kind of uh, pissed me off this episode. Big time. Yeah. But, I mean, poor Lisa is just as scared of Mary as everyone else is of Mary. She jumps up. She rushes to get Mary fresh lap bread to order to go. Keep in mind. And then Mary criticizes the staff and calls them lazy for not putting her flatbread in a box. The guy's like, I, I just didn't want to touch it with my fingers. She was so rude and abrasive. Mary, get the fuck out of here with your shit. You're not being funny. You're being nasty. You're being rude. Between that and her fucked up attempts on Watch What Happens Live to be shady and funny, this woman is actually trash. She's used to being treated like royalty in her cult, I think. And the women here just let her get away with it. I'm pretty sure it's because they think, you know, she's senile. I honestly think she's senile. I would not disagree with that. Her Watch What Happens live appearance was really interesting and scary. She weird. It was weird. It was. She did not seem well. Let's put it that way. It was an alien trying to be human. Yes. And fat shaming <laughs> Heather. I like That's how you're you. like, she's not well. And I'm like, she was an alien. <laughs> no, the fucking Gucci corset that couldn't possibly be in a size 14. Yeah. Fuck you, Mary. You're a bitch. Bye. It's not funny. It's just not even funny. Yeah, she can be done now. But Andy took way too much pleasure in Mary. It kind of bothered me. I think he also thinks she's senile. You know, maybe. But isn't that like elder abuse at this point? <laughs> Yes, but it's okay because she's abusing everybody else. <laughs> fair, fair. So Lisa in her confessional says, I can't believe Meredith is playing victim right now because the real victim is Angie and me and me because <laughs> it's my party. <laughs> I love Lisa. I love her. She's the worst, but the best. <laughs> So Angie then has to tell Sean that Meredith has been saying Sean likes hooking up with men. And Sean is devastated by the infidelity part of the rumor. And he says that it's a smear campaign. And it is. And he broke down into tears. Like he's so concerned that Electra is going to hear about this, their daughter. Honestly, okay, I know I have given Angie a really hard time on this podcast. I've also made fun of the way Angie seems to treat Sean in earlier episodes, but in this moment with them together, it was the first time that I actually saw a connection between them and like intimacy between them, and it was pretty moving. I've gotta say that and be honest. But also, then Angie explains immediately after that because they are Greek Orthodox, infidelity is against their religion. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's against all religion. So as fast as we got to me understanding Angie, we are back to me being annoyed by Angie. Because, But maybe I see some good in her now, okay? I will cut her some slack. It was a very touching scene. And I, I really appreciated the way she 
approached him with it. Like, I didn't want to tell you before bed. And I believe her. The thing with Angie is I believe a lot of what she says because she's too blunt. And I don't want to use the word dumb, but she's just kind of... I think the word you're looking for is simple. 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 That is the word. That is the word. (laughs) She's just so simple. It just comes right out, you know? Yeah. I, I do appreciate her for that. So we're heading over to Lisa and Jack and they're getting pedicures together and they're talking about Jack's mission. Of course, Lisa talks about the social pressures in Utah for the kids to go on a mission. And she's still processing because Jack was not raised Orthodox, which obviously Lisa cannot stop focusing on Heather's interests and comments about Jack's mission either, which obviously is foreshadowing for a future Bigger feud to come is my guess. And Lisa thinks Heather needs to butt out because he could be doing like math or be involved in a teen pregnancy. Like She's so random and ridiculous. It kind of seems like Heather is genuinely concerned for Jack and is just trying to help with her experience. But I do understand that this is not Lisa's decision. She won't change Jack's mind. So what's the point of worrying Lisa more is kind of my thought. Did love how Jack gave Lisa zero credit for his decision on going on a mission, though. <laughs> she is so self-involved. She's like, I I must be a good mom because look how I raised you to make this decision. He's like, yeah, no, that was all me. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Did you not think it was a little bit bonkers, though, that this kid is going off on a mission And he has not read the Book of Mormon yet? Interesting. Lisa raised her kids in the church, but she's never read the book either. Like, honestly, in the beginning, I also thought Heather was overstepping her bounds a little bit. But now I'm kind of thinking she has a point. This family doesn't really seem to comprehend very much about the religion at all or even want to learn about it. And yet here Sean is going to be going door to door to try to convince people to join it. He's, I guess, nowhere near as devout as I had initially assumed. So now it just seems like more of a way for him to get away from his family and go travel and skip out on college, etc. And also fucking not Lisa saying that she doesn't go to temple. Because she drinks too much Diet Coke. Okay. (laughs) Lisa might be the fun delusional that Mary wishes she was. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I mean, fudge college, right, guys? So let's go on a mission. And in Salt Lake, I bet going on a mission is the cool thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's... He seems way too young to make this decision, in my opinion. I I do not want to disparage anyone's religion. It just seems kind of like a he's he's following a trend and not his heart. But he's just nowhere near as serious about it as I initially assumed. So now right. I'm kind of coming around to Heather questioning it. I think he needs to get away from mommy and daddy. Honestly, mm. yeah. So Lisa and Whitney show up to Angie's house. Next, kind of like a show of support, I think. And Angie opens up about Sean's emotional reaction and how they're both worried that this is going to affect Electra. Whitney is super moved, but Lisa, oh boy, oh 
boy. Lisa quickly just related it back to her own past experiences with Meredith, spreading rumors about her last season. Obviously, Lisa is concerned about her newfound rekindling with Meredith. She feels like she might need to pump the brakes because how do you stay silent when Meredith literally did the exact same thing last year? She's seeing a little bit too much of herself in this situation already, though, and not enough Angie. Like, Angie's still talking, babe. Yeah, Lisa. I mean, give her at least 24 hours to kind of process things, you know? So Lisa brings up a good point, and she asks Whitney and Ange why Monica is saying so much. And Whitney tries her very best to make it seem like Monica is repeating this rumor and telling Angie because she wants to be a good friend to Ange. (laughs) Not buying that, Whitney. (laughs) Whitney, on the other hand, thinks Monica is Meredith's decoy and Lisa is falling for it. Both Whitney and Lisa are trying to instigate trouble with Meredith and Monica with the other members of the group based off on their own negative feelings about them, uh, which of course I get, I understand. But I, uh, why do I feel like they're both right in this case? <laughs> huh, interesting. So I definitely think Whitney doesn't want Monica to take the fall for Meredith, and that's why she was trying to nip it in the bud right away. But I don't necessarily think it was to save Monica, though. Like, I think it's to take down Meredith. Is that what you mean? Pretty much. And I think Lisa has an issue with Monica. She's trying to take down Monica. Whitney is trying to take down uh, Mm. Meredith, right? Yeah. So it's very self-serving, basically. Yes. That's what I think as well. And I think Whitney doesn't want Monica to take the fall for... For Meredith. She wants Meredith to go down. She, She really, really does. Maybe more than Lisa wants Monica to. So I think we'll see. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so after that, the conversation turned to Heather and Angie tells them that Heather invited her to her house and they apologize to one another. Angie believes they can probably move forward because Heather really opened up and said, you know, she felt bad. She sat back in Palm Springs while Angie was taking shit. Heather told Angie, you have a lot of grit. You took a lot of shit. But this is not about Angie, you guys. Okay, this is about Lisa. (laughs) Because Lisa says she knows exactly how Angie feels because she experienced the same thing, only worse, honey. Like 10 times worse. No offense. And Heather never said anything like this to Lisa last year. Is this the same Lisa who pretended not to know who Heather was the first season? Even though there are pictures of them in their fraternity? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, and Lisa is not letting this go at all. She wants her accolades from Heather. She even says it. She knows what she wants from Heather. I want my accolades. She told Ange she endured 10 times of what Angie has. <laughs> yes. I love that. No offense, Ange. But I've endured 10 times this like, no offense, so... but mine was way worse than yours. <laughs> she is too much. She says that this is kind of sad, but also I don't think it relates when she tells them, like, last week someone went up to her son, Henry, and told him there's naked pictures of your mom online. 
And she becomes very (laughs) emotional about this. And I mean, I find it sad. Lisa told Meredith she would try to move forward with her despite harboring such intense feelings of anger and sadness. But instead of redirecting those feelings to Meredith, like she should, she is now focusing on Heather. Because there's always a decoy. There's always a decoy. Speaking of decoys, Meredith got into a car accident. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny, Sarah. It's terrible. It seemed very traumatic for her. Um... I I have to ask if you noticed that they put quotations around the word accident when they showed the scene. Of, they did not. They yes, did not. They did. Meredith's accident in quotations. And you see the SUVs like in the snow. Also, so immediately after describing this near-death experience, we see her driving in a car with Brooks in another snowstorm. It was like a whiteout. And she's just seemingly unfazed by the fact that Brooks is wearing his fucking ski goggles as sunglasses to drive. So safe. This is exactly what I would be doing after an accident. Oh my god, you're making me cry. It's not funny, but it's so funny. (laughs) She's so delusional and I love it. It was almost kind of weird. This felt a little bit shoehorned into the episode because... It did. Right? She probably insisted it was put on because it was so life-altering. Or it's setting her up for something later. Like she's going to reference like, I was in an accident and... (laughs) I had a near-death experience. This is why. This is why I've been doing the things I'm doing. Into a two-foot snowbank. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not the cliff side of the road. Thank God she's okay, but like... I know. I just couldn't believe it. I am so traumatized. And then the next scene, there she is. There there she is, baby. Round two. Back in a fucking car in a snowstorm. Okay. All right. Oh, jeez. So they're on their way to go snowshoeing, and she asks Brooks about his dating life, and he has just gotten out of a long-term relationship. So Meredith tells him he was fun and, you know, moving on. (laughs) Like, okay, special times. But then the comment he made to her after they get there about how he's already getting stretched all the time. Oh, my God. Who says that to their mother? But fuck me. That prance he did. The run. The prance run is he's running away in his fucking snowshoes. Looking like the Grinch who stole Christmas. (laughs) I love Brooks and Meredith together. I want more of this. You know? They're just too good together. Meredith and Brooks give such good camp vibes. I love Yes seeing them together yeah they could have their own show for sure they could so monica is with her nana and mother narelle you now know two people who enjoy well one used to enjoy a filet of fish sandwich (laughs) from mickey d's how does that make you feel how are you doing um i have to say i laughed out loud so fucking hard when she said that because of what we talked about the previous episode. 
I have never, ever seen somebody order a filet of fish sandwich, and now I've seen two people. And, Sarah, now we know why Monica loves Mary so much and why Monica wants to convert Mary into a Monica lover, because Mary is her grandmother. (laughs) They are the same person. They are. Oh, my God. They really are. Oh, I love that. Poor Monica, man. That's that's rough. One thing's one thing's for sure, though. We need to try this fillet of fish. I was going to say on your next carb run, you have yes. to. Oh, what a waste. Monica says her Nana is her soul sister. And her mom and her are taking Nana to her activities at the senior center. I like Monica. I really do. She's messy, but I find her genuine. And she's kind of adorable. Even when she is fighting with her mom about not raising her kids in the church in the middle of the senior center. Monica's mom, though, Norelle, is really mm-hmm. something. Monica heard her bad-mouthing her on the phone when Mama thought she had already hung up. This explains why I felt like Monica had serious mommy issues mm. when she was cozying up to Meredith and Mary. Yeah, Mom is a piece of work, that's for sure. Seeing them yelling at each other about 69ing on the couch in the middle of a senior center. <laughs> like, <laughs> Monica's mom seems so toxic. I love that Monica's not afraid to confront her for it and on film. But if Monica is willing to confront her own mother in a senior center on film, these ladies don't stand a chance against her. She'll do whatever it takes to secure this bag for herself. But she does it in such a genuine way and an honest way. It's very compelling to watch. She's not letting her mom get away with any bullshit on camera, and I love it. Can you imagine hearing your mom say that about you on the phone, thinking you can't hear her? Her mom just laughed about it, too. That's... Oh, man. Slimy. Very slimy. What a terrible mother. And Monica also alluded to her mom moving her around as a kid a lot Mm -hmm. Mm because it kind of served her to do that. There's some major family drama happening here. And hopefully we find out more because it probably explains Monica's behavior. I like her so much. I really, really do. One of my favorite new housewives. Actually, Jen as well from OC was another really good housewife for me for t- a totally different reason, though. And Jessel. Sweet. Lovely oh, Jessel. Oh, well, Jessel's my queen. I mean, honey. obviously. Obviously. Yes. That goes without saying. <laughs> so we kind of wrap up the the episode here with Heather and Wit and their skiing, and they talk about Jack Barlow going on his mission because obviously Whitney has some information to relay. Heather cannot understand why Whitney is supporting this mission when she has just left the church and it has caused both of them trauma. Heather feels a lot of guilt for the recruiting aspect of the mission, which was interesting to hear. I I wasn't quite sure what Heather's deal was, but she, she felt bad recruiting innocent people into a place that she felt was such a source of toxicity. And she also said, you know, the church is problematic. They're racist. They're homophobic. They're misogynistic. It's quite a bit. Whitney tells Heather Lisa was really butthurt 
over Heather reaching out to Ange and making amends with her when that was not extended to Lisa last year. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know what I think anymore. At first, I was like, Heather, you need to butt out. But now, seeing Jack in this episode, I'm like, okay, maybe you should butt in, girl. You might have a point. How many people is Jack going to recruit while he's on this mission when he doesn't even care enough to read the Book of Mormon before he decided to dedicate two years of his life to promoting it? It's bonkers. Yeah. I think Heather knows it's just too young of an age for these kids to be forced into this. So to really grasp that decision. Yes. And I don't, again, do I am not cutting anyone's religion to each their own. I'm just saying that is such a vulnerable age and time in our lives where we just kind of go with what's cool. Okay. And not to go off on a tangent, I'm going to keep it short, but I read on Reddit, um, on the Real Housewives sub, a person who is Mormon or who grew up Mormon, and the way that they described going on a mission, apparently a lot of people come home with PTSD, like actual diagnosable PTSD from their mission. What? Yes, you get chose like you don't get to choose where you go. You are sent somewhere. It could be uh somewhere where there's no electricity or running water. You have to basically work 24 hours a day. You have a um what's it called when people watch over you? A chaperone 24 hours a day even on your day off. Wow. You get one day off. You are not allowed to call your parents except, I think, on Christmas and Mother's Day. Wow. Uh, you are not allowed to leave. So these are all situations that, you know, a lot of really problematic things can happen. And people within the Mormon religion, they don't talk about the realities of these missions that they go on. It's always painted as like the best thing that ever happened and it was life changing. So I think now I'm seeing the perspective that Heather is coming from. Like, she went on a mission and she says, like, yeah, a lot of good things happened. But also, I think a lot of fucked up shit happened. And she is fearful for Jack. So I'm kind of seeing it differently now. Yeah. And again, I do think Lisa should listen to both sides. I It won't do any good because no. he's obviously not going to change his mind. But... Be prepared, Lisa. Don't bury yeah. your head in the sand, you know? Absolutely. Scary stuff. Well, anyway, that was Salt Lake City. It's always so fun, even when it's not. <laughs> even when it's serious. I don't know. There's something about Salt Lake City. They're on a whole different level than the other housewives. They bring it every week. They just, I don't know how they do it. No, it's so, so different than the others. Well, Nar, that was awesome. Yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you so much, you guys. Make sure you head over to our OC Part 2 Reunion Recap after this. But until next time, stay truthful. And not hopeless. Bye, you guys. Love ya. Love ya. See you next week.